Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Salopcast. It is uh, nice to be back, Ollie, um, with another two wins under Shrewsbury Town's belt. So it's another time to uh, have another exciting chat about Shrewsbury Town. So yeah, how's your week been, Ollie? Yeah, no, good. Yeah, unfortunately I missed the Doncaster game. You were, you and Aid were both lucky to go. We were. And yeah, I was there on Saturday and then I ran um, 15 miles for charity on Sunday. So my legs are a bit aching a bit now. Oh. But um, no, I'm all good. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? And, and you mentioned Aid there. We should say welcome back to Adrian Plimmer, who we've got as a guest tonight, who he's just been telling me he joined us last season just after we played Scunthorpe away. So he thinks we're only inviting him for the Scunthorpe chat, really. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, nice to be back, Aid. Yeah, hello both. How are you? Yeah, we're good, we're good. Thanks for, thanks for joining us again. As I say, We've just been having a chat before we were getting to the game, really, about the, the Shrewsbury Town of this current time, Aid, and you sort of just were saying it is a very special period at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I Well, you know, I keep trotting out. I've been a fan now for 43 years this week, and, uh, you know, there's not many times I think I've felt as excited as, a, as I do now. But obviously, <laughs> yes, we're keeping our feet on the ground, but, uh, yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. It's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, week in, week out, we get to talk about it, don't we, Ollie? So it's nice to hear other people kind of giving us some various different views on it. But at the end of the day, we all kind of feel the same way, don't we? Which is yeah. absolutely buzzing at the moment. So, um, yeah, we shall get into the Doncaster over and Scunthorpe game and uh, we, shall, we shall go over what we thought of that one, Ollie. Paul Bradshaw saved uh, three penalties this season. Ian Atkins here has scored four out of the ten goals that he's got. This for 1-1. One, one. Yes! With less than five minutes to go, Ian Atkins keeps Shrewsbury's hopes alive. So Shrewsbury started the week on Tuesday night, um, winning away at Doncaster Rovers um, in the 94th minute. Is there ever a oh. better time to win and score a get, to win a game? So yeah, scoring extra time is very special. It's always fun. Sorry, yeah, Rose scored for Doncaster in 35th minute, and then um, pretty much um, straight away, actually, the Doncaster players didn't actually touch the ball, and Riley scored again, and they did scored in the 94th minute. So we will go through the goals a bit later, but um, it's, this is obviously um, our tenth game of the season. Um, so we won that, so we went 10 games and beat him, which is quite a special number. Um, and the team selection for this one, uh, not unsurprising. I don't think, you know, no one was really shocked um, that we made changes. And the changes he made were quite, I'd say, almost like quite simple ones. So put right Riley at right back instead of Bolton. And Beckles came in for Sadler at central defence, which meant the Sadler and Brown were still there. So the, that was the back four. And then we played a slightly different formation this week, didn't we? So we had a Gogo and Nolan um, defence midfield, yeah. Rodman on the right wing this time, Payne playing as a left winger, which was obviously different. Um, and then and then Morris um, came um, playing up front. But you've put here, Glenn, that he did that in the conference. Yeah, apparently so. I was talking to some, some fans who were at the game and saying that, because we were a bit initially shocked when he was playing out wide because he's been so good up front. But um, apparently when he was playing for one of the teams he played for in the conference, Conrad, wasn't it? Dover, he, maybe. He played, yeah, yeah, Dover must have been. He played there quite a lot. And actually... Um, he he was pretty impressive during the game. Um, so yeah, I bet you weren't really surprised to see too many changes uh, last week against the Doncaster really because we've been talking on the podcast about tired legs and needing to rotate. And you weren't, I bet you weren't really that surprised either. No, I walked in and I thought, oh, okay, so he's made some changes. And then I was trying to figure out what the formation yeah. was. And then I looked at it and I thought, okay, you know, we seem to again be holding Doncaster pretty well. Doncaster had started off pretty well, I think, yeah. in the first 15 minutes, haven't yeah. they? But we seemed to be sort of holding our own, getting into game, and then we started to create chances, didn't mm. we? So, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think I agree with that, Aid. It was quite a fast start to the game in terms of uh, how both teams played, really, and it was open and there was chances at either end. 
Um, I think that one of the initial things I quite like the look of was Payne and, and Morris linking up, even though they played a little bit with each other this season, but having having Payne out wide in a slightly different position, I thought they linked up quite well and they were they seemed to be on the same wavelength straight away, which was really useful for our attacking play. Um, and they earned us a corner quite early on and Toto headed it just wide. So, yeah, it was kind of evidence of us starting to grow into the game from there. Um, and then, yeah, I thought Rodman and, and Nolan then combined a little bit later to sort of pick them apart. Um, and they did the usual thing where they tried to pick out a cross and unfortunately it was going to Abu Gogo, who, <laughs> yeah. even if they had a found him, he probably would have missed with his current goal-scoring record. So... <laughs> A bit unfortunate. Um, so yeah, we looked at it, but Doncaster going forward looked reasonably decent as well and put us under a bit of pressure. And then, yeah, there was one of the sort of moments of the game really later on, which uh, was uh, quite comical because we, we talked about Henderson making a mistake in the last game, didn't we, Ollie? Um, where he sort of tried to throw out a bit too quick and it, it got headed by the attacker. He did the same thing at Doncaster, but this time he was so quick to try and throw out, he just slipped over and sort of threw the ball straight to their striker and he should have really put it under him straight away and scored. But luckily, he sort of scrambled back to, to sort of save the ball and I saw that they sort of showed it on the uh, the Soccer AM clips, you know, when they have like the, the dodgy moments of the week for someone. So, yeah, I, I, what do you, I mean, it's probably worth asking AD what he makes of Henderson because you, while you're here, it's got a good idea to get someone else's view of him because we've been utterly impressed. But what have you made of him so far this season? Potentially, a bit like this too, potentially could be the best shoes keeper we've ever had. Oh! And I think, you know, we were sort of comparing him to, to Hart and again, okay, I'm not going to get carried away. <laughs> but he looks he looks like he's got agility, he looks like he's got vision, he's got confidence. He's got everything, hasn't he, basically? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you sort of look at him and you think, yeah, you know, it, he's, he is decent, he's the deal. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be interesting with McGivlery. Uh, I've probably not said that right, but uh, yeah, coming in and seeing how well he does. Uh, you know, we saw him at Coventry, but yeah, I think he's got that presence, hasn't he? And the back four think, well, if it goes over our heads, you know, Henderson's going to be there to stop it. So it's, it's very true. It might it brings me to a point later on, Ollie, that I was going to bring up about the second half, and we're probably going a bit too far forward. But the confidence that they have in Henderson to play the ball back to him in really tricky situations. You know, the defence are ultra confident in him. And and that's another sign of why we're playing so well at the back, I think. But, yeah, we'll get to it in the second half because it got a little bit silly at one point. But I, I just think it shows how, how well he started the season that they, they are that confident in him, Ollie. Yeah, definitely. How did the... Um, so, obviously, we made a few changes. Um, how did um, how did the back line look with Riley and Beckles? Obviously, I saw, I saw Beckles away at um, Coventry. But, yeah, what was your... What was both of your guys' opinion of, of seeing him for the first time in the flesh? Yeah, I thought he did really well. I mean, again, he looks solid. He, he looks a sort of, you know, six-figure centre-half that you think he is. Um, and, it's, again, isn't it just so great to have a squad where you can interchange like yeah, that? Yeah. So, yeah, I thought him and Riley did really, really well. You know, and we'll talk maybe a little bit more about the the, the team because I, I didn't think Brown had a, a particularly good game by his standards mm. at Doncaster. But I thought Riley, you know, defensively, you've always got a little bit of a question mark about him. But I thought he did he did more than okay, at Doncaster. Mm. Really, I, I always thought right. I'm surprised you say that about Riley. I've... He was carrying a knock though, I think, and 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 well, he was carrying a knock later on in the game where he he, he was a little bit. You know, in the second half, I don't think he had his best game. And then he got subbed off. But first half, he was solid. You know, on the day when you, when you were looking at it going on, and it, I, I'm in that situation with Riley, with Riley and Bolton. Like, I really can't make my mind up who I prefer. They mm. both give you something slightly different. But the 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 good thing as Chief Town fans is that they both offer you something solid. And yep. you're not going to be worried about either of them yep. playing. Like last year, we might not have had that option to bring someone in a right back, or we were jury rigging players into positions where you just weren't comfortable watching them play there. Whereas, as Age just said, there, it's not just about being able to bring in six figure players. It's that there is pretty much cover everywhere, isn't yep. there? And that's that's one of the reasons why we're not 
having problems when we rotate a team as much as we did because we made was it four or five changes really in this four game changes, so yeah, four changes game. yeah which is which is yeah. a lot in it for for one game to another and then rotated back for the Scunthorpe game so I think it just shows the, the squad depth as age just said there so yeah long may that continue to be honest with you um but after after that scramble by Henderson obviously that was a good chance for them that they missed and then they actually had another sitter and and at that point we did a little, had a little five minute rock yeah you know we tend to throw one of them in every every half at the moment um. But we throw them in and we just seem to be able to sort of defend them out and, and keep them arm's length. So that went well. Um, there was a bit of a moment when Do- Nolan left one on one of the Donny players and the ref was facing completely the wrong way where he should have got booked. So we're, we're, we'll uh, we'll leave that one out. I think he, he got away with it. Um, and then, yeah, Henderson dropped another cross and I think it kind of, we've just talked about how amazing he is, but he did have probably his shakiest half of the season, I think, in that first half. Just a couple, a couple too many mistakes. Um, and his kicking was a little bit off as well, but... I'm gonna let that off because he kept he kept us in it at one point later on. So um, yeah, but there was there was plenty of other chances. Ollie Payne had a really good chance when Morris backheeled it to him. Um, nice drive low at the keeper and the keeper got down well. And then yeah, there was a moment aid. Um, obviously we were there where Nolan had a shot in the first half and it took a deflection. It was one of those ones where it's spinning up and up and up. And do, do you think it was going to be settling in the net or were you confident it was going to be all right? Again, it, it, as you said, it, you probably tired of old. You'd have thought yeah, it would have dropped in. But, uh, <laughs> no, so. it didn't. No, there we go. So um. Yeah, that was it. And then obviously there'd been lots of good chances um, for us that we'd missed. Um, and that was a bit unfortunate because what had happened then was Doncaster went ahead. Um, and it was a pretty good goal, to be fair. I don't know if you've seen it. I think you've seen it back, Ollie, haven't you? Yeah, uh, I have. It was, it was a good I, goal. I thought it, yeah, I thought it was good. It was a nice break down the right. Um, it was a good cross. And I thought the layoff was even better. Mm. He really placed it into the position of their sort of, I think it was the midfielder that scored. And a good good finish to the edge of the area. I don't think Henderson could really be blamed for no that chance. goal. So, Absolutely yeah, no exactly. chance. He hit it. It was a, and it was a good long range strike. So suddenly we were behind in a game that had been fairly even. That we we created a lot of chances. And um, yeah, as, as Aid will probably say now, because he keeps saying the old Shrewsbury Town. I'd have thought we'd have capitulated there, but it, it wasn't the case, was it, Aid? What happened then in the next sixty seconds? Well, I sat down there thinking, well, this is <laughs> going to be the end of our run, and you know, I'm going to go and get a pie and all this and all that. <laughs> and uh, you know, Riley starts to move down the right hand side, and he cuts inside, and you think, hello, oh yeah, what's he going to do here? And then. He strikes that wand of a leg of his and uh, the ball nestles in the back of the onion bag yep. to uh, be joined by Joy Caesar, 300 Salopians going absolutely bonkers. Completely. Um, and, and you thought then, hang on a minute, you know, 1-1 one, one, straight away. This is the sign of a team, isn't it? And this is the sign of us as a team that you, you just don't think that at the moment, you know, we're capable of so much. And that was, again, another sort of pointer to me about how this season potentially could be special. Mm. It isn't yet, no. but it could be. And from then on, well, I just wanted the game to end, take the point, and uh, <laughs> go undefeated. You know, go undefeated. The, the interesting thing, Ollie, if you don't know if you've seen it, it was on the highlights, as soon as Riley scored, there was no real exuberant celebrations. They want to win every game. And he was like, get the ball back, and, and Payne ran in and got it, and they just were straight back to the centre circle. And that's the sort of thing, in terms of commitment again, we've been seeing for weeks, isn't it? It was it was solid. And did you guys know that in the original cut of the highlights, um, they had the Riley goal first? Because it was yeah. like, technically in the first minute. Yeah. So it was yeah, quite funny just how quickly it happened. Yeah, there was a lot of TV companies, and I think even the BBC reported that we scored first and they scored second, which was not what happened. What we're reporting on this podcast is accurate. So, <laughs> yeah, we obviously did get back into it. And, um, yeah, but it was just great. I'd say that less than 60 seconds later, a real turnaround um, got us back in the game. And as, and as Aid says, it was a proper mental as well. There was people down the front and, 
you know, you could you could see us all going mad, even though they weren't. So yeah, the the one thing that really uh, pleased Town fans the most was that when because <laughs> the, the the Doncaster keeper was in front of us. Obviously, we scored in our end essentially, so it was right it was right behind the goal. Um, but when they scored their goal, the sixty seconds before, he was going mad and he was giving us a load of abuse and what was he doing? Then? Li- yeah, little winks and little sort of fists up at us and sort of clapping and stuff. And it was a bit like he was looking at us and it was it was antagonistic. Not the worst thing you've ever seen, but. You know, he, he was looking for a rile, getting he was looking to rile us up. So as soon as we scored, he got so much abuse off the town fans. It was it was unbelievable, and he just didn't look, did he? Aid? He just faced out into the pitch and didn't even look back at us. It was one of those moments where you get a school, you know, and you just know you got to take it. And yeah. He took it to be fair to him. He, he did take yeah. it. Yeah, and he couldn't have done anything with that goal anyway, <laughs> could he? It was an absolute cracking goal. So we've seen Riley do that so many times now, haven't we? Against us and for us now. So it's certainly yeah. that's what I mean. He gives us that that Bolton doesn't, you know, and Bolton offers us other things. Maybe I think Bolton's crossing is probably a little bit better. So they're very different, different yeah. sort of players in an attacking sense, but they're both solid at the back. So. We're very lucky. So yeah, there we go. And then from that point on, I thought the the game sort of um, opened up even more, really. And it probably could even have been three two up to half time, Ollie, because Lola missed an absolutely cracking chance on his head, put it right on him, and he unfortunately headed it straight at the goalkeeper. Doncaster had three really dangerous three kicks, which they couldn't do too much with. And then just before the edge of the end of the half, there was a, a chance for pain um, just on the edge of the area, but he just put it just wide. So. Yeah, it was a pretty open game, um, and at half-time, I don't know about you, Aid. I felt that there was more goals in that game. I didn't know who for, but it definitely felt like there was going to be more goals. Yeah, I, I must admit, I was speaking with Paul Coyne at the back of the stand, and uh, we, we were having a chat, and he said, oh, there's more to come from town here, and I yeah. said, oh, I thought we were playing all right, you yeah. know, he said, really, you know, come on, and I thought, well, it's going to take a big performance now from us, I thought, Doncaster will come out, they'll play some good passing football, they might get it down stretches a bit mm. and uh, maybe that's how they'll win but the, the more the game went on you thought no we're going to be alright we'll yeah. get the point and that'll keep the run going happy days you know? yeah and and that's right eh? uh, to be honest with you Doncaster did start the first five minutes a bit better than we did I think that that's fair to say um, there was one comical moment where Beckles tried a sort of Granderson step over as it was running out for a corner and he did the step over and managed to put it out sort of put it out for a corner <laughs> rather than a goal kick so like like a little dodgy moment there but it was alright it didn't we got away with it and then yeah there was a huge moment in the game really for me was I think it might have been about ten minutes into the half volley and again I don't know if this was on the highlights but Henderson made an absolutely brilliant one handed save it was point blank snapshot um, the ball sort of just fell to their sort of attacker. And he, he did a one-handed right-hand save. And the power he got on the save with one hand to, to claw it wide, it was we were right behind it. It was absolutely amazing save, Ollie. Was that on the highlights? Yeah, it was. It was a good save, wasn't it? It was very solid. Yeah, it was. So that, that kept us in it then. And then, as, as Aid said, actually, the game became poor, I think, is, is fair to say. Yeah, it, it sort of it was almost like dying a bit of a death. Thing. Yeah. Both teams were cancelling each other out. And maybe they were a bit tired as well. Yeah. Obviously, Doncaster had played Arsenal, hadn't they, the, yeah. the week yeah. before. And we started to look really tired. And you thought, even with the changes, you mm. thought, oh, yeah. right. I was just going to ask you about that because um, it was quite noticeable compared to other games that one obviously made four changes for the game um, for this game, but then also we made two subs in the 60th minute. Like it's almost like unheard yeah. of uh, um, this season under Hurst making subs. I normally make subs in like the 85th, 90th minute to waste time, but yeah, obviously Godfrey came on for Riley, which is interesting. He went at right back, and then Worley came on for Rodman to take his normal right wing position. Yeah, so I think that I think maybe the Rodman and Wally one felt a little bit preempted to me, in that he wanted to rest Wally, but he also didn't want to slag Rodman for an entire ninety minutes. So giving him a bit of the game each made sense to me. And 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 Rodman was drifting out of the game in the second half. He did look tired, mm-hmm. and obviously Wally coming on as a sub, he's done it for us so many times that you you would be happy with that change. And and obviously Godfrey came on at right back for Riley, but Riley was injured and Bolton wasn't on the bench. So, so those Riley were was injured. Then was he was he just 
was what what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. I think he was injured. I mean, Lewis Cox was saying he didn't know at the time, but to me, there was a moment just before he came off where he went down right by the corner flag, and he came up and he was holding his hip. hip yeah. Um. So I suspect he's got a dodgy hip, or he's done something to his hip. So he looked injured to me. So I don't think you know you wouldn't bring Godfrey on as a tactical substitution. It didn't make any sense. And to be fair to Godfrey, after a couple of minutes, he settled into right back and he, and he just imposed himself on the game. So I was quite impressed with him really and his adaptability. Um. Which is nice to see. Um, but yeah, and it wasn't. I'd say about Riley, didn't look like the only one had a niggle. It looked like um, Carl Morris got a cluck in the in the second half, and he was sort of limping a little bit. And Toto was doing his usual thing towards the end of stretching out cramp, which he does, which he does at every game. And also Toto got absolutely. Did you see the elbows aid he got? And he he he, he didn't get enough off the referee and was talking to the fourth official. And at one point he just turned around and threw a water bottle yeah. at the Hordens, which was fair enough because it did look a bit nasty. But. Um, yeah, there we go. So me and Abe were just so the game sort of went on. It wasn't a particularly good standard, and I think that you know tiredness played a part for both teams. I also think the fact that Doncaster have not won at home all season. Yes. I think yeah. that the, the crowd and that that knowledge that they're really under pressure at home played a part of the, how the game went. Um, and then yeah, then we were just talking before the podcast recorded, Ollie, about this one moment where Hendo <laughs> kept getting the ball off Beckles and Toto. And what what were they doing, Abe? It was it was it was infuriating but delightful at the same time. It was like you know Shrewsbury was six or seven nil up, and they yeah. thought we'll just take a little bit of the mic or, and we're all looking at each other going guys it's one each this is game 10 of a, yeah. a potentially great season what are you doing you know and, and you know Glyn was saying to me like town fans were shouting stop it they were literally it passing, was... yeah, they were passing it around the back between each other and they were chipping it over the strikers Ollie and they were just like you know casual football like it, you know it was, it was nothing to them and it was brilliant they were really confident and they didn't make any mistakes but oh god it was it was hard watching hard Brendan to watch when everybody wanted that point they yeah. wanted that 10 games unbeaten but yeah anyway they didn't they didn't get away with it um, and then the only other thing that did happen to a goalkeeper was the dodgy keeper we'd all been uh, shouting at he went to clear a clear appearance and went over on his ankle and he got he got carried off um, and so they brought a new goalkeeper on who didn't really have much to do until we got into injury time and then who wants to take this one? Because it was a good moment there, Ollie. But uh, what, do you, what, what do you make of the goal? Let's start with the goal before we talk about the reaction on, on the highlights because it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good link-up play. Um, and yeah, uh, Mr. Ganua got the ball and yeah ran towards the edge of the penalty area and just rifled into the back of the net. Um, yeah. He's he's one of the players. Aid uh, made an interesting comment at the start of the pod talking about how we've got you know strength and depth and players in, in certain positions. And I would definitely put Ganua in that box because... You know, if Gunu, I've I've been wanting Gunu to come on more. Um, you know, mm, his record at Kitty um, is really strong. Um, he's got good reports about him, and when yeah, he played um, in the commentary game and also in the preseason, he looked good. He looked a good finisher, and that was just a great finish. And yeah, imagine that that pleased you a bit, Aid. <laughs> yeah, that was so slightly. I mean, the 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 best thing about it was I was saying the glimpse before we started talking that. It was that time of the game, realistically, you just wanted him to run to the corner. And yeah. I was shouting at him, game management, game management. <laughs> so he then runs to the, the penalty box. And then he sort of, where it looked from our angle, it looked like it bobbled a bit. Yeah. But it just, you could see it go in. And then, of course, all mayhem breaks loose. And, and I was saying again that. I just stopped after a while because I just wanted to take it all in. Yeah. You know, the rest of the 299 other people going absolutely berserk, <laughs> Paul Coyne and uh, Ian Payne and David Payne at the bat by me. You know, everybody was just going absolutely berserk. And it was one of those moments, you know, you've travelled, you know, 200 odd miles. Uh, you've had a tough day at work. You turned up late, which is normal my standard anyway. Um 
And here you are, 90 plus five, <laughs> and the place is going berserk. And it, it, it was just, again, it's one of those memories, I, you know, whatever we do this season, that will live with me for a long, long time. It was just absolutely brilliant. It, it was cracking, Ollie. I, I, again, we were talking before, I was saying it's up there in my sort of, you know, you talk about your top 10, top 20 away days, just just for the sheer, and, and we were talking about, me, me and I were talking about stories. Your away days are normally stories, aren't they? You think of the, the great ones. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a trip to playoff final at Berry or, or or another playoff game at MK Dons, which are the two that always immediately spring out. It's something like that, where only 300 you went on a Tuesday night to Doncaster. I had an awful journey there. I also had to drive to Stansted and then on to Margate the next day. I had four hours sleep that night and I couldn't care less. I did not stop smiling for like two days, and it was they're the games, aren't they? That as football fans, you you constantly remember, um, and and that's what I love about being a Shrewsbury Town fan. It's things like that, Ollie. Yeah, this season is just just special, isn't it? And <laughs> just one after another, though, yeah. isn't it? That's the thing. It's just, <laughs> just absolutely buzzing. Yeah, so it was brilliant. So we, so in terms of um, the goal, did, was the goal scored in in front of the Town fans? No, it was, no, it was the opposite. Op- no, it must be the opposite end. Yeah, sorry from what you said on the first half from the goal. Yeah, well, I got I got a lot close to it because as soon as we scored, I, I'd been sitting by a friend of ours. Uh, I think you know as well, Ollie Sam. Morris, who's yep. played for the away sports, and Andy Davis, Pooley Shrew, who I've known for a long time as well. Who uh, It was nice to meet up with, you know, it also made part of the away day sitting with some friends. But I, as soon as we scored, I don't think I saw him until I was on my way out because <laughs> I was down the front, mate, and Dean Henderson was over giving it giving it loads to the town fans, and it was just one of those proper moments. I think most people left their seats, or at least half of the 100 fans, or 200, 300 fans must have done, because I was surrounded by people trying to film it. So it, it was absolutely brilliant, and um, yeah, as, as Aid said, we won't leave that point anymore. It was just a fantastic end to a fantastic game, and yeah, I, I came out and I kind of I put it on Twitter. I think that I was sort of in a state of like shock, not shock, but like just sort of delirious. kind of a bit floaty. Yeah, delirious <laughs> is kind of the word. And once yeah. I got back to the car and put Five Live on, and the sort of the real world reemerged from <laughs> the nonsense that Shrewsbury Town is causing me this season. So yeah, it was fantastic and and a, and a brilliant game and a brilliant well not brilliant game but a brilliant end to the game and yeah another three points. Who would have thought it? Three mm-hmm. points, just ridiculous again, and obviously ten games <laughs> unbeaten. Um, who was your guys top three of the game? Yeah, we've gone a little bit different, me and Aid. We were just talking about it. Um, I went for Toto as man of the match. We haven't mentioned him so far, but you know it wasn't a particularly good game, um, as as we've mentioned at times. But Toto was solid the whole way through, um, and you know he won all his headers, made all his challenges, was error free, um, considering what he, we got away with against Wigan. So mm. yeah, I thought he was really solid during the whole game. So I thought I'd give him man of the match. Um, I went for Payne second because he worked hard when he was playing out in the wing, out of position, not a usual sort of thing for him this season, and. Showed his adaptability. I was really impressed with that. And I gave Beckles my third, purely because, like Toto, he's really solid. Um, and also, it was his first you know, start for us, and he came in and he was impressive. So, yeah, that was my top three. What about you, Aid? Yeah, I went for Morris, because I, I thought he was absolutely awesome. He was good he, as well. he was, he was strong. He was putting himself about. He was running. He was working hard. Stephen Payne, honourable mention. I, again, I thought he had another really good game. You know, not really had the clearest chances on goal, but again, he's working hard. His link play, I think, as Glenn said, with Morris is super. Fantastic. Yeah. And then Riley, I think Riley had a good game. You know, there's obviously the debate we're going on about Bolton yeah. and him, but, you know, I think the goal was just special. And, mm. uh, yeah, I think those three, I think, you know, yeah, just, just shaded it really above the others. Yeah, for once, John Nolan didn't get in any top threes. What's going no. on? <laughs> it's amazing. He's been so good this season. He normally gets in someone's top three, but there we go. And he was good anyway, Nolan, so there we go. Um, yeah, so there we go. So I had a look at what Paulus had to say at the end of the game, Ollie, um, which was quite interesting. The, the most funny thing he said was he was talking about bringing Ganoura on, um, and he was full of praise for Chris Doig. So I think Doig had sort of nudged him and said, What about what about Arthur? And then apparently Hurst had sat there for like a minute and a half thinking about it, and then he'd gone, yeah, all right, get him on. Yeah. And then just as he was going on, apparently whispered in his ear, 
give me a bit of magic. And obviously, <laughs> worked a treat, didn't it? So Chris Doig, we owe, we owe Chris Doig three points for this one, I think. So, um, yeah, it was nice to see him praising his backroom staff. And, you know, we haven't really talked about Chris Doig at all on this podcast, really, have we, Ollie? But, you know, he's obviously doing a fantastic job and, you know, helping Paul Hurst get the best out of these players. So it's probably worth us mentioning that, I suppose. Yeah, so I'll just make a comment there as well. I think it just shows what a great leader Hurst is. I'm sure there's been, um, I'm sure there's been lots of assistants or assistant coaches or fitness coaches or whoever who make a suggestion, you know, to make a sub. And the manager yeah. doesn't say anything. He just takes the credit himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice to see, actually, isn't it? Show, and from what I said about Hurst when I met him the other week, again, once again, it shows that Harry's a thoroughly nice bloke, to be honest with you, that he's willing to give credit to other people. Where and, credit where you know, credit's just, due. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's the good thing about yeah. it. And the, the funny thing about Hurst is when Aid came on last time, I remember actually asking him, what did you make of, what did you make of Paul Hurst? And this was around February time, wasn't yeah. it, I think? And you were already saying things like, he's done a fantastic job. He, he can already walk on water pretty much. Not we weren't at that quite at that point, but I think later on you might have said that to us somewhere. So, you know, it's not nothing's really changed since then. You know, the job he's continued to do, you, you've got to be very impressed with him, haven't you, Aid? I, I, I just am speechless, really. I think, <laughs> I think most of us were. And, and I think I was, you know... I said to Glenn, I was trying to think what I was going to say on the podcast today, and he can't just quantify the no, job he has so done so far has been absolutely amazing. And again, all right, there's a long, 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 long way to go. We all know <laughs> that. We all know that. But potentially, this squad and this guy and his team, you know, have got an opportunity here. And I think we'll talk about it maybe a bit later, but. Mm. If we grab it with both hands, where this could lead, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's very true. He, he then, yeah, it's good, good to say that, but he, he then went on to say the game was way too open for his liking. Yeah, good for the, good for the yeah. neutrals, so fair enough. We, we weren't neutrals, no. <laughs> so kind of agree with him to some expects. And um, he also, again, Ollie repeated something he said a couple of times now, where he just feels we're always going to score. So whenever we get it down the wings, we've got an opportunity to get that ball in there. He just feels confident with the, the quality we can put in and also the players we've got in there ready to try and finish. And I... Totally agree with that, to be honest with you. And it is one of the things that's, that's kept us scoring this season. So, yeah, he was a chuffed little man again. And he was obviously near his hometown, wasn't he? Up in, you know, Sheffield area. So I think it might have been nice for him to get one over Doncaster. I don't know if he's got any previous with him, but he, he looked like a happy man. So there we go. We were bringing three points home and looking forward to the Scunthorpe game, Ollie. So, um, yeah, how did that go, mate? Went pretty well, didn't it? Just classic, <laughs> classic town, normal result. It's really funny. I um, had a, um, I was working from home um, today, working from home quite a bit this week actually. And um, I was doing, we were having a team call we always have on a Monday. And there's a Stokey fan um, in the call. And he goes, So did Shrews win again this weekend? I was like, Yeah, of course. And he goes, Standard. <laughs> It's pretty much, isn't it, to be fair. It's it's funny because we were just saying, oh, we thought Doncaster would be the end of the run, you know, hard game away at Doncaster, da-da-da-da-da. But even then, after after a few days later, after beating them, I was starting to think, so well, we never really have good results against Scunthorpe. And, you know, they've only let three goals in this season. And you're even now, <laughs> 10 games are beaten, you're still like, this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one. And, and it's right, they, they'd only conceded three goals this season. Um, and and we, we, we didn't really, we looked like we could have got three ourselves during the game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, well, Go on. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to. I was remember. Um, I was listening to the pod back last week. Um, I just want to make like a shout out to Mike because I've. Um, I, I wrote down what Mike said because I was listening to it back and I made a note. And given the result um, on against Don, um, against Doncaster, I wanted to repeat it. 
So your yeah. brother said, he mentions that we work hard and in fact we keep going and it's not surprising we score late goals. So yeah, Mystic Mike, he was... Yeah. <laughs> ah. he, you know, it's a good comment from Mike last week on the pod saying that, you know, we keep going and that was, yeah, kind of, yeah, got the goal. So yeah, sorry, I just wanted to go back a step to the Doncaster I think it's, I think it's a fair show. Mike gets things right once a season. <laughs> you, you, you picked it up. Yeah. Funny thing was, I, just going a bit off track, we were talking to my mum on Saturday and she was like, you, you do realise that when you said you'd come and get sweets off your mum and dad at half time, it made you sound like yeah, a couple <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I saw you. I saw true. you on Saturday you again. You were back over there. So there's, so there's my, yeah. Me mum, me mum Pippa picked up a penguin this exactly. week, so that was fine. We got got a bar of chocolate. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Go on. So yeah, so that was there. That was funny. So um, <laughs> so obviously yeah. So um, Shrewsbury won two 0 So a bit bit disappointed the attendance um, down to five thousand seven hundred, mm. which is a bit disappointing. Well, there was just a lot less away fans, wasn't there? But yeah, but one thousand six hundred. Um, but it wasn't one thousand six hundred less. So there was quite a bit of a drop. Um, but I guess it just shows it's going to take a while to get that number back up. I couldn't really understand it. I mean, a Blackburn they're really that big of a draw to have to have changed the town fans by what was it four hundred five hundred I guess. I wouldn't worry about this. I think no. I think some town fans are getting a little bit at up. You know, I think I put on Facebook that, uh, you know, twenty years ago we were struggling to get two thousand. <laughs> I think Jake in his first season, oh, don't. we played Scunthorpe. I think first game, I'm sure it was Scunthorpe. Probably Chris Windle shout me down for this, <laughs> but I think we had about two thousand eight. I know everybody's looking at a people that's solid yeah. now, aren't they? Yeah. You know, I I was looking at something about Lincoln and. Lincoln were playing some, I think it was Forest Green, I think at the start of Cowley's reign, and like they had 1,900. Mm. And now look at them now, they're selling out. Where we are, 5-7 actually is okay. Yeah. Don't worry about what other clubs are getting. I know somebody said about Wrexham getting 4-8 the other day. Well, forget about them, it's about us. Town fans, the town's interested, it's switched on. 5-7 gets Scunthorpe actually isn't bad. No. It's not and, bad at all. No, and it, it does, you know, you're not in the town, are you? I'm not, not saying that's a bad thing, but... You know, it does feel a little bit at the moment like the, the, even though they weren't there, there's a much. I don't know if you find this, but I, I find there's a much more engaged interest in what's going on there yeah. because the run has got a little bit more national coverage. It's definitely got a lot more local coverage, and there is a little bit of you know you go into the office and even people haven't really talked to you about football or even you know know much about it. But are passionate Shrewsbury Town residents, even people are starting to ask questions. So I do feel like if this run continues and you don't see it going bad bad anytime soon. But you do feel like it'll be a slow creep, creep towards the end of the season. And every, every championship season we've ever had, or at least good season, the crowds at the end of the season are always a bit higher than the end of the season. So I can see us getting yeah. decent crowds. But as A says, it's not really a problem, is it? It's people just missing out on the fantastic ride and yeah. they'll regret it down the line. Yeah, so absolutely. I'll be there every week. Don't worry about anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So yeah, so yeah, going um, took yeah intro in terms of the Scunny game. Yeah, you, as you were saying, Glenn, as this game got closer and closer, I started to. I wouldn't say worry about the game, but we, it was going to be a big test. As you've yeah. mentioned, you know, they don't concede many. And Paul Hurst mentions that in his post-match. And you can see why they don't concede many. But just want to take yeah. you back in time. So 11 games in last season, we had 10 points and, and Mickey Mellon was sacked. So obviously the 11th game was against Scunny. But yeah, the 11th game last season um, was Mickey Mellon's last. So it was um, away, yeah. the um, the draw away to, uh, sorry, the home home draw to Swindon. Yes. So we're at home again, 11 games in. But yeah, we ended this game with 26 points versus 10 <laughs> of last season, which is just phenomenal. And in, in terms of like, goals conceded, which is like, the biggest kind of change, seven conceded this year to 16 last year. Wow. So it just, yeah, it's just, it's just fantastic anyway. But um, yeah, just... Um, just, just, it's good context on yeah. that, to be fair. It does give you a real clear observation. I mean, we all know we've got more points, yeah. but the goal scoring thing, I hadn't really thought about, actually, and, and it no. does show you that... We've probably um, had about five yeah. million yellow cards by now as well. Or at least four reds. <laughs> Berry away, 
What was the other one? Oh, let's, not got off let's not go into that. Leave the dark days yeah. behind now. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, we should really just say the team. We switched it back around, didn't we? Yeah, so the, the guys that have been rotated out for a bit of a rest against Doncaster came back in. So Bolton obviously came back in for O'Reilly because I, I, I think he's injured. Sadler came back for Beckles. Um, Godfrey came back in his normal role as well. And so uh, Gogo pushed back up. So Dodds missed out. And then, yeah, back to the two normal wingers and Payne up front, which... I think it was fair enough again. They, you know, it made sense to go back to the winning formula, didn't it? It did, yeah. And again, you know, when I wrapped up, it was like, yeah, that that's the team I expected. So I felt a little bit sorry for the guys that you know didn't uh, make it. But yeah. you know what? That's our team. This is our squad. This is how we're going to have to go if we are going to yep. do anything this season. So yeah, no, not not a problem with the squad selections all. No, no. And so how did it start, Ollie? So yeah, it didn't start so well, did it? No. <laughs> Let's be fair. We couldn't pass. We couldn't head the ball. Um, <laughs> Henderson was having a bit of a mare, and, and we gave away a lot of chances and a lot of corners conceded, um, mm. which is not a great. And I don't know about you guys, but the for me the defining moment of the first half, apart from the goal, obviously, was that save by <laughs> Henderson. Yeah, yeah, really good save. Oh, well, class, wasn't it? But this is what he's doing, isn't it? He's he's just. How on earth did he get that? Because it was in. It was in, wasn't it? Yeah. And he, he died. Anything? Maybe that's what I'm saying about the difference between, say, him and Joe Hart, I think, at the same age. We've always got this question mark about Joe, whether he can get down to his left or get down to his right mm-hmm. now, so it seems. But Henderson seems to get down well, doesn't he? Yeah. You he's know, got no he's very athletic. Like generally, like, what, he's got no weaknesses apart from his age and the odd doing the odd little throw and stuff. But like he, but even then, he's not being bullied no, by big strikers. No. You know, we, we talked about it the other week where someone went into him and he just went straight back into him because he's a big lad. He loves as well. it, doesn't he? He just, just loves it. Yeah, he, he is going to be. It's exciting to see him develop for a whole season at our football club, and um, you know, who knows what happened down the line. But you know, just to think, we get a year of watching him develop as a footballer yeah. is exciting. But in terms of that game to find a moment, yeah, it looked for all the world like their early pressure was going to yeah. tell. You know, you kind of felt like they were going to score. It was, you know, you felt like their goal was coming. Um, yeah, and it was, it was a cracking save, wasn't it? And he, he did make another save later on, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. So there was the, they had a, yeah, they did. So they had, they had a corner, um, and then he yeah, had another header to, uh, sorry, another header. Yeah, a header from Scully to save, and which went out for another corner again. But he didn't really have much choice for that one. It was no, pretty fast. It was, it was. And then I'm looking on the agenda, Ollie. All you've written for the next bullet point is Bishop exclamation <laughs> mark. Yeah, because Bishop. We've got an hour to discuss this. What a bell end. <laughs> so Bishop came into the game at this point, and I can't even remember what he did. But I just know that I needed to point out Bishop because, yeah, he started getting involved in all sorts of things. He kept going to ground dead easy, didn't he? Yeah. Um, the thing that sort of first prompt, he was going to ground really easy and you know, town fans were getting a bit annoyed. And we should talk about the ref in a minute because I didn't think he, he was the greatest, just to be honest. But the, the thing that prompted it was there was a little clash, wasn't there, with Nolan and he left one on someone who just tackled him and they got separated and then Bishop just stormed in there. And I thought at first he'd headbutted Payne, yeah. but apparently he just... Well, that was the second one. So there was something that happened oh, before it? we scored. No, oh, okay. We kicked it all off because, um, yeah, I can't remember what it was. The extended highlights didn't show it, but when we were watching the, the build-up to the goal... And before that, we were booing him then. So I can't remember oh, okay. what he did. I can't remember, yeah. But he did something. It was just general cheating. Yeah, he just, just a dirty little sod. Um, and he was always in the ref's ear, wasn't yeah. he, as well? One of them so buggers actually, as well. Actually, why you mentioned let's go on to that then. Yes, yeah, so, so Nolan got booked for, for um, like a slide tackle, but the player dived like a salmon. He went about, he went about three metres in the air. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Bishop got involved and started pushing. And he looked like he hit pain. But what he actually yeah, did it? is he grabbed the back of his shirt or something. Um, and then like pushed him and stuff, but yeah, he was. Um, I think probably in hindsight, yellow was fair, but I was absolutely furious by this point because 
the referee was just doing all the things that just wind you up as a fan. <sighs> all the little I, things. It was infuriating. I'll let Aid say, what, the ref was infuriating. Well, I think there's two things I was going to mention about Bishop. Block 14, obviously, you know, we're best friends with him now because <laughs> we were giving him dogs abuse, to be fair. But the referee, you know, like, we're a team at the top of the league and normally we get things decisions going our way. Mm. Well, it wasn't happening, was Not it? You know, that Scunthorpe seems to be getting every little decision, every little 50-50. And I think we were starting to get a little bit annoyed. You know, the linesman wasn't joining in as ever. No. Um, and that didn't help, did it? But the the ref, to me, just seemed totally clueless to what was going on. And, and it could have turned quite ugly, really, couldn't mm, it? Yeah. And I'm glad it did He was getting quite nasty. And, and the thing that I think that also wound up town fans is when he gave them a corner, when he hit they, they hit the player against their own man. Yeah, that was And ridiculous. he gave us a corner, and that was just... Bishop had been winding us up then, and we were on him. Then the referee was like joined him then, and we were both after both of them. It was the, it was the inconsistency that annoyed me the most. That annoyed me as well. But it was like there was a moment, a minute where someone, I think it was Bishop and Nolan, and Nolan and Bishop. So Bishop kind of shoulder barged Nolan off the ball quite aggressively. Ref played on, and then Nolan like brushed Bishop, and he went down like a big baby, and he got given a free kick, and they had loads of free kicks in the first half because of really soft challenges. And then we were trying to break on them because we weren't we weren't probably controlling the game as much. We were just, we were trying our sort of break on them style of football, and we would get nothing when we went down going forward. And it, that was the, the inconsistency was the most infuriating thing. But um, we didn't let it. The good thing about town players is they didn't let it get to them. No, the, no. the town fans were properly riled. Not one town player lost their head about it, and that's really commendable. Yeah, they did, and and yeah, and then I guess it's probably worth just going on the goal now because would we? Yeah. I don't know. Aid, would you fair to say you know we didn't really deserve a goal at this point? I think that's a little bit harsh. Aren't <laughs> really, we? I, I, I just, we're, we're not this bottom of the league team anymore. No, but I thought I thought it was against a runner play, and we weren't playing as well as we had done. In previous games. I think, again, it was one of those, wasn't it, that, um, you know, maybe Shrewsbury Town teams of old wouldn't have taken the chance when it came. Yeah. And we did. Uh, and I thought Brown had scored it from where we were. So I was quite surprised we'd come up with Payne. Look <laughs> at the highlights. Yeah, he did really well. We didn't, didn't he? I, well, in fact, he didn't. I don't think he actually really did anything as such. So, just hit him, didn't Yeah, just hit him. So <laughs> Got to be there, though. Yeah, I, I say, be there. I've been saying, as Aid will probably remember this, and you will definitely remember, I scored a lot of goals off my ass like that for the away supporters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> but it's, yeah. um, but it, was, it was a great, it was a corner, wasn't it? Yeah. Bolton, he got so high yeah. for the header. And it was, he was unlucky not to score. If he'd have put it either side of the goalkeeper, he obviously would have scored. And then, yeah, keeper went to grab it and basically messed it up. Yeah, he, he dropped of, it. Half caught it, then dropped it, and Payne was sort of kneeling on the line. Yeah. He just kind of like, hit, hit, hit his knee and went in, didn't he? Yeah, it was his knee, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, there you go. So, I don't think he even moved. He just kind of just, he just he was just there, and it went in. He was just, that's how lucky, and that's his, yeah, his goal-scoring touch in the moment. And the funny thing was, you looked in, there was, the, 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 I think Brown went over to Payne and high-fived him, but a lot of the town players stood and looked, because it was one of those ones yeah. where, was he interfering with the goalkeeper? And he wasn't, but, you know, with the way the ref had been, <laughs> I think they were just like, we better make sure the ref's got this right. Yeah. So, yeah, they. Um, they stood for a minute or two and then and then everybody celebrated and yeah really good noise again at the meadow wasn't it it went really oh, loud yeah, and Abson was buzzing again um, and and they sort of rocked again a little bit I think you know again there was a moment I think we've had a couple of goals in recent games where we probably had another good period for the five minutes after the goal and, and got attacking but not been able to kill them off right then and that's why we've only been winning games by the one goal obviously we didn't later on but um, yeah look you know we, we got back in the game a little bit after that but um 
yeah, sort of meandered through like that till half time, I suppose, really, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. It's probably just worth noting that, uh, you know, Bolton did really well to us to get the corner. So he kept yes, on going. He did, actually. He managed to get the corner. So, yes, and he, um, yeah, Bolton played a big part in that goal. Um, not directly, but indirectly through, yeah, getting the corner and then also that header. And what a header. It was a fantastic bullet header. It shamed just header. to the keeper. But, um, yeah, hopefully he'll get some goals yeah. if he keeps going up for corners yeah. like that. So we went into half time and you ran off to your mum to get some sweets. Yeah, he was a penguin this week, as penguin. I said. Uh, and then it was Maltesers last week. And then I got back and started looking at how many points clear we were at the top. So I think Wigan were drawing at that point. Or one of the, I was like, six points clear, yeah? It was six, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said it was so, six. Yeah, yeah, that would have been even more mental, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, I think eventually Wigan, Wigan or the team in second. I think it was Bradford one, didn't they, to make it make it four points instead. But um, yeah, I, I was, I was, you know, still concerned because clearly Sunderland, I think Scunthorpe, we should really talk about, they weren't a bad team, were they, to no, be fair? Really good. No, um, good Bishop was obviously a pantomime villain, but he, he had a good influence on the game. And they were bringing on players like Van Veen, who was four million quid. They had a bid for him last year, didn't they? And he was on the bench. I think he's coming back from injury. But they had a fair few players I'd heard of and a, and a few players that, you know, played pretty well in that game. And, you know, for a bit of wayward finishing or a little bit more quality in the final third, they probably could have got a goal or two themselves. And, um, yeah, I thought they were reasonable and they're the sort of team I would expect to see up in the top 10 at the end of the season. So hopefully they'll be a team we're sort of looking at rivals for to end of the season. What do you two make of them? Yeah, I was going to say, very impressed with them. Um, thought certainly one of the better teams to uh, come down to the new meadow this season. Um, I think they've obviously got the players that on their day can take most teams apart, but they bet us in our pomp at the moment. Yeah. And uh, I think they found it difficult. They just hadn't got that little bit of quality, had they, which we had. No. I mean, I think they probably could have scored a couple. Yeah. But then we would have scored a couple. You know, I think that that's how it would have gone. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, they are going to be a team. They are going to be one of the teams up there without shadow. So. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. I would say maybe if they'd had a striker on form or maybe even a better striker, you know, they would they would have taken their chances and, yeah, the game might have been a draw yeah. or gone another way. But, yeah, we rode our luck at times. Um, but then... I, I, but yeah. then I'd say the second half. Um, I'd say I'd say I'd say they edged the first half, even though they we went in one up, one nil up. I think so. Um, yeah. But the second half we were really good. Yeah, I was just talking about thinking about their strikers then, Ollie. They, they brought that Paddy Mann on in the second yeah. half, didn't they? So they had Van Veen and Paddy Mann on the bench, who were two players I would expect to start in any league one team most weeks. So yeah, whether they're both coming back from injuries, I don't know, but it does show that they've got a strong squad, like you know we consider us to have it. But yeah, going back to the second half, you're right. It was um, it, it was we were slightly better in the second half, weren't we? I think and and, and definitely controlled it more. Is that fair to say? A bit like we had been doing in the games against Wigan and Blackburn. Um, what stood out for you in their early moments, Ollie? Yeah, it was just good. So Brown was Brown came to the game. So interesting you saying AD didn't have the best game at Doncaster on Tuesday. Um, he no. In the second half, he was quite a good attacking threat. Um, twice um, he um, got the ball um, into the box and cut it back. So this one was just agonising. Nolan missed it and then Wally couldn't get it. <laughs> and then Bolton had a shot and then it was a corner. And it's a bit like what we did. they did to us in the first half. Lots of effort on goal. Yeah. Then Nolan had another effort and hit the side netting. And yeah, he, you know, he was, <laughs> considering he's our right back, um, he had quite a lot of chances on goal in this game. We've mentioned at least three. Riley would have scored them though. <laughs> <laughs> with, his, with his finishing. You see, that's what I mean. They give you a bit of things. But I also think that Bolton was really good. You know, he's, he's really good at, you know, I think Riley does as well, but he's really good at backing up um, the wingers he's with. And he always gives you that option for the little roll back and little dinked in cross. And unfortunately, a lot of our crosses got headed away in the game. But, um, you know, I think he's, he's pretty decent at finding a, a good area to put it into. You know, he doesn't tend to hit the first man too often. So he gives you he gives you more. But yeah, it was unlucky that one he hit the side netting because he did it hard and it was probably about, I don't know, only a foot wide, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think fans in one half of the stadium thought it was in and they were up, mm. but yeah, it was a bit unfortunate, wasn't it? Um, and then yeah, you put yeah, the next thing you put is Toto messes around with Novak near the corner flag. 
That was quite amusing, wasn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. So what happened here, Aid? What was your view of this? It was a bit of a comedy the errors and sort of dancing and romancing, wasn't it? Really? I mean, Novak, you know, we're talking about good players. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Novak, we're, we're, we're a player, you know, I think we were after him at one time. Long though, to, yeah, a few years ago, wasn't it, yeah. So, yeah, it, it just seemed to, like, push him away and then the ball seemed to go through and then he thought, well, what on earth is going on there? <laughs> it you was know, a bit crazy. But we'd say this is, this is what we expect now, isn't Exactly, it? yeah. yeah. It was, it was funny, wasn't it? Ollie? Yeah, no, it was, it was when yeah, Henderson again came out. Of, he had to do, a, yeah, had to do a push the ball over the, over the crossbar, didn't he? Yeah. So he, yeah. Was on, he was on cue again. It was. And then it chucked it down and the bloody drip above my seat started leaking again, ah. which Have Brian you... Codwell assured me a season ago he would fix and he hasn't fixed it. There's, so there's a leak above your head. Yeah, right above me. It's the only one. You should in the have West put the End. scarf I finally got you on top of your head and kept yourself. I did mean to say that, Ollie. Yeah, you, you got my scarf yep. and you as your punishment for losing the prediction league last year. It's a nice scarf, actually. Well done. It's a good, good bit of Shrewsbury Town merchandise that is. But yeah, so it started raining pretty heavy, didn't it? And it had a bit of an influence on the game. I think that it made the pass passing a little less crisp and it was a bit even more harem scarum then in terms of the challenges. And obviously, uh, we'll talk about it later. There was a couple of couple of ones where uh, you know Nolan could have gone, couldn't he? Because we subbed him off. Mm. near the end um, so he'd gone sliding into one and obviously got got the booking in the first half and I think that him and Bishop were really trying to wind each other up so I think Hurst did the right thing taking Nolan off didn't he and yeah it was good it was a good decision I, I thought he probably should take him off a bit earlier actually because um, he was he was just yeah it was a slippy pitch wasn't it and everyone was kind of flying all over the place um, and yeah it yep. was. I think also yeah on that as well in terms of a second yellow Bishop went in on a go-go and should yeah, he be gone at that point as well? I think yeah, I say you did the we did the right thing there, didn't we? And uh, there we go. And then Payne had another one of his chances where we can't oh, believe he didn't score. And, <laughs> and we were thinking it was like the um, the chance we had against Blackburn yeah. where we did that counter attack, and that was Payne's big chance to win it and make it two nil. And when he missed that, I was thinking, oh, we've got another Blackburn coming here because it felt a little bit like that, didn't it? It did, yeah. And uh, is he going to be the new Steve Biggins? Do you think, Payne? <laughs> Or is he a bit more better than that? You're out of my ear now. Ah, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> older podcasters will understand what I'm talking about. But no, yeah, it was a great chance, wasn't it? And uh, but you see, the difference is that we've got a goal already up and win, yep. and Madden when he blazed over for his, you oh, know. Yeah. So Payne will do that, but Payne Payne's going to score loads of goals, isn't he? Yeah, we've, yeah I think that. he's a 25 goal man yeah. in all competitions this season. I think he. His work rate will, will will easily get that hopefully. Yeah. So especially if we're playing like we play as well. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a bit of an unfortunate one to miss, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was. Yeah, it was one of those ones where you just yeah, as you said, thought as if we're going to rue that missed chance, and then Wally couldn't call the <laughs> rebound as well, and it was like one of those oh oh kind of moments. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um. So then yeah. Then then Scully had a few more attacks, and then then he had to do that safe from the free kick. We had to push it wide, um, yeah. and then they had um a corner, and then turn out to do a last ditch ta- um. Bolton again did a last ditch kind of like you know sliding tackle to kind of block the strike. So yeah, there was lots of um, chances still both ends um, at this point in the game. There was, but it was us that took yeah. the one, wasn't it? Thank God. And mm. for the first time this season, we went into the end of a game feeling quite comfortable two 0 up, which was actually quite a nice relief, wasn't it? Hey, Doug, it was, we'll talk about the goal in a minute, but it was that that feeling of being two 0 up towards the end of a game was something we haven't experienced so far this season. I think we somebody's hinted on this. Like Ollie, you did. I, I know the guys on Tuesday night did, and actually Mark Grice did. Sat by me on Saturday. It's actually quite nervous watching us at the moment because we do sort of think, oh well, we're not. We're, oh, we're gonna we're gonna screw this up. And even at two nights, so yeah, yeah, I'm a bit more relaxed. Yeah, but if they go and score, they make it two one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at the end, they go, yeah, you know, brilliant. But yeah, it, it was just great. And again, it was just a great finish, wasn't it? Fantastic. Play some rock, 
Yeah, it's just great, isn't it? The fantastic. finish was great. He was really good. Were well, you were there? Already. It, the way he, he just jockeyed that defender, he knew exactly what he was doing, and obviously they've only let three goals in. So this defender's obviously not a mug. Mm. Jockeying, 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 and then he almost like almost fake shot and just unsettled the keeper. If you look at it, I think, and then just blasted it right under him. The keeper was was not going to save it. I didn't think, and I just thought. That's a lad that you know. We talk about these these you know Henderson being on loan, and we're gonna look excited and watch him develop. I also think Carl Morris. Every time he plays for us, he's absolutely fantastic, and he's he's so unfortunate not to be starting in League One every week because he's got mm. pain ahead of him. But coming on as a sub, working hard, or starting and giving us what he gives us when he, does, I think he's a brilliant little lad. I think he's he's gonna be an absolutely fantastic player, and yeah, I, I can't wait to see him develop either. He's he's doing really well, isn't he? He's really pushing on. I would say um, he seems to be getting better and better every week. You know, in the first few games when before we'd signed Payne as well, you know, and he was he was starting all the time. You know, he looked like a good yeah. player, but he wasn't. You know, he wasn't quite on it. And we're looking forward to Payne starting. But now um, we're seeing um, when Morris comes in, he's he's class. He's he's strong. Yeah, he's strong. He's bossing them. He doesn't give up. Um, yeah, he's really really good player. And and also just found I was watching the goal back. Watched it about twice. He scores on his left foot, and I never noticed he was yep. left footed before. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know whether that's one of the things that kind of put the defender off. The defender knew he was right-footed. Mm. And yeah, it was a really, really yeah. good finish. I was, the one thing I was going to say about um, Morris as well is, and, and thinking about Payne is, can you imagine if we're playing someone who's not playing particularly well and it's one of those teams you want to put to the sword towards the end of the season? I'm, I'm thinking about how confident we are. About them both playing up front in a 4-4-2. Oh, a, a big man and then Payne off him. I would love to see those two playing up front in a 4-4-2. So hopefully we'll get to see that a couple of times this season because we'll have to adapt our tactics at some point because... Mm. At some point, someone will figure us out, I guess, but it hasn't yeah. happened yet. But yeah, there you go. Someone, someone else to look forward to. Um, so yes, yeah, as as Aid said, the pressure sort of came off didn't it after we just scored. Um, and again, it was it was wasn't too long left to the end there. And there was a couple of moments, wasn't there? After that, um, Robman put a big shift in at one point, running down the line. And um, what we'll come to talk about Gogo in a minute. But he, it, during the game, he made so many good last minute tackles, and it was like he'd come from nowhere. He just like teleports into the position where the ball is and just does a sliding tackle to. Uh, put it out for a throw and, and all, the whole lot of them were so committed towards the end of that game they never let their pace drop they never came off even the shop when he came on he worked pretty hard in his little cameo again like he always does when we're trying to close games out and yeah they, they had a couple of chances didn't they but I never felt like we were going to lose after we went 2-0 up or even draw no one thing we haven't mentioned is how great Ogogo's tackle was to get the ball to Morris <sighs> yes oh, that's true it was absolutely. good absolutely I mean again you know, we think back to last season and when we were missing him when he was injured and that was probably the point you thought, yeah, actually, we might go, might down. go down. But, you know, we'll talk about things about how we're going to go forward as a team. But, you know what I mean, a go-go at the moment. He, he's, you know, we talk about Nolan as well, don't we? But a go-go, absolute brilliant go. The free, the free kings in midfield, each week one of them seems they sort of rotate who stands out the most. And it was definitely a go-go on Saturday and we'll come to the man of the match in a minute. But... Um, well, we might as well go on to that, really, because it wasn't really anything no. else about the game other than we had a massive <laughs> cheer at the end and everyone left with massive happy faces, as usual, looking forward to Walsall, where we know we can't not be top at the end of the game, which is just a fantastic <laughs> yeah. thing to feel, isn't it? So, yeah, it was good. Did you enjoy your Saturday night, Ollie? I did. <laughs> I did as well. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just... Yeah. Were you down the Prince of Wales, eh? Uh, I, I have to say I was. I saw Mr Matthias down there. He, oh, was, right, he was quite happy. But, yeah, we did our usual singing and, and <laughs> it, it just went, you know, the normal. Talk Talking about people who had a good good day, actually, we should just mention this. There was a bunch of lads from Ireland. I know, I, I noticed yeah. you were sort of 
sort of near them and sort of knew what they were about. Because I didn't know what was going on. I thought they were just a bunch of town fans who'd had a few too many in the morning. But apparently there were a bunch of Irish fans that pick a team every year and then they come over from Ireland to support them and they, they randomly picked us this year. And yeah, they obviously had a great day because they were in the fan zone, Ollie, before the match and they were doing all sorts of drinking yeah, games. Yeah, I've seen and, eight posts and you know, videos on Facebook. Yeah, so that Girls was nice. Is, yeah. It was good. So yeah, I don't know if you bumped into them, but I bet they were well gone by the time it got to like 11 o'clock at night. Mind you, they can handle it, the Irish, can't they? So better bet, bet than me anyway. But the, but the great thing about those guys as well is they weren't just, you know, just here for the game. They'd all wearing Shrewsby hats and coats and, you know, they'd, they'd gone all to town in the club shop. I bet Sarah had a field day with them. <laughs> Sell them as much stuff as she possibly could. And she had your scarf as well, Ollie, so you must have had a bumper day for the club <laughs> shop. There we go. So there we go. We'll, we'll go back to top three anyway because um, we'll go for each individual ones, but we should all say, I was saying now, we all picked a go-go man of the yeah. match and he was the sponsor's man of the match. He was the Shropshire style man of the match. It was one of the more obvious man of the matches of the season because just to talk about him in a bit more, but yeah, I talked about his commitment the last few weeks and those tackles he was making and he set the second goal up, but the guy is putting in captain performances every week and and as a leader on the pitch, you know, I was saying to my brother as we were walking home that you can't let your level drop when your skipper's playing that well. You know, if you're, if you, if you're going into the change room at the end of a game and your, your captain has had performances like that, you have to have a level just as high. Otherwise, he will, and I imagine he does because he's an experienced pro now, can, can give them that little bit of a kick up the arse mm. that they might need. So I think that him keeping his level so high is also a huge part of the reason why we're playing so well. I wouldn't disagree with that. I'll, I'll join it. No, I wouldn't disagree with that. No, he's, he's been absolutely amazing, hasn't he? And he's, When we signed him, it was like, oh God, we signed this bloke from Dagenham, what's he going to do? <laughs> and then he also started playing in central midfield and I remembered him being a right-back. So that was a bit confusing. Yeah, true. yeah no, absolutely. And, and I think that, again, it just shows the guy's class and he's a class act and uh, yeah. long may it continue. Yeah, get him a new contract, that's for sure. So I'll go through my top three as well, because I went Nolan too, because um, I love John Nolan. Uh, <laughs> that's all you need to say, really. He was really good again in central midfield. The, the sort of triumvirate were rejoined, Godfrey Nolan and Dagogo, and um, I thought they were all fantastic. But yeah, Nolan stood out to me. And again, like Doncaster, I thought Toto in terms of the, the centre-backs. You've got a bit of a soft spot for Toto. You keep I have over the last few weeks. I've, I've, even though he was dodging that one game, I honestly think his commitment levels are probably only second to... Um, to a go-go's he, he's the one that will throw his body on the line you know and I know Sadler does it but I, there was a couple of times in that game and again at Doncaster where he seems to all just be there at the right time and I think part of that's commitment part of that's also reading the game and the reason I've got a soft spot for Toto is that there's no fans that he played for a club previously that had anything good to say about him and he must be like a lot of these lads playing the football of his career and at the end of the game he came over to the West End and me and my brother were remarking about this when we walked home as well about the smile on that guy's face it's just really nice to see a, a player enjoying his football because you get as much as I like pain I get the feeling he doesn't really give two hoots about what's going on at the moment because he sort of he just goes off he's like job done that's me I'm a professional I'm going to do it but Toto he's a bit like you know you can tell he's bloody enjoying it and I like that about players so yeah there you go that's why I've I got don't know. I, I, for him, Stephen Payne's quite active on, on, on Twitter yeah actually. maybe maybe but yeah enough. but I understand yeah. Toto's got a lot of commitment and he all seems very chuffed doesn't he when we win yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, who did you so, go for? So, um, go, go, Nolan, and then Henderson, I thought, because of those key moments in the game. So, yeah, so that was mine. And Aid? Yeah, go, go for me. Sadler, who thought, had a, a really good game. Good well, yeah. I think he, you know, he does go unnoticed sometimes. And Rodman, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Nolan. Nolan must have won about eight and nine of my man of the matches yeah. so far this season. So, for him to not make the last two's 
been a bit of a shocker. But I thought Rodman, uh, to be fair, is you know he had a great game. I thought so. He deserves my uh, my third place. That's fair enough, isn't it? So uh, yeah, and what we've had our say on it. What did other Shrewsbury Town fans have to say? Only three match, uh, three word match. Yeah, it's a busy one this week. There's over a hundred comments, which is quite cool. So yeah, so we had um, still top from um, Andy Davis. Um, we remain unbeaten from Andrew David. Um, superb second half from Dave. Um, we're staying up from Paul Avon. A good one from Rog. <laughs> um, bloody and um, fan bloody tastic. Um, and then one day looking forward. So Colin Richard said, "Bring on Warsaw." <laughs> it's good, isn't it? I, I do like that. And I, I think that we didn't talk about this with um, Aid last time, but I was like, I, I don't know, because me and Aid, me and Ollie have talked about this before. I kind of grew up in a technological period of time right and, and you're a bit older than me i'm not going to say how old i uh, uh, to be honest with you because you know you're getting on mate but thanks <laughs> but thanks. It, it, what do you make now of like the way that um football and, and twitter and facebook and the way it, like we used to be a message wars back in the day but now post-match on a saturday to get that reaction from fans straight away and especially when we're doing well now because it's more noticeable it's not as negative as it was it is it is does give you a little bit extra as, as a fan you don't just Leave it and stop, and you didn't go in the pub still, but it's yeah. interesting, isn't it, the way it's changed? I, I think it is. When I think back when I was a kid, it, you know, you'd see the scores on, on football, whatever it was. You, yeah, grandstand. your dad would get the pink paper. Yeah, <laughs> then, then you went and got the pink, and then you read up, you know, and I still miss the pink a little bit. Mm. But, you know, then it said it'd become a message board era, but you still had the conversations in the pubs, and yeah. there'd be a letter in the Shropshire Star on a Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> When I was at Doncaster and when I was showing that video, I did think about this technology. You know, I'm able at the end of a match to go on my phone and show live what it's like 200 miles away. And yep. people back home yes, are still yes. feeling. Whereas in the past, even when we didn't have live football coverage, because we didn't, nope. you know, in, until the 90s. So we'd wait for, you know, James Bond or Russell Malford, bless him, to come <laughs> home and say, well, it would have been. And Shrewsbury have won, you know, that's yeah. how it would have been. It had been very neutral, whereas, you know, you get Stuart Dunn now going absolutely mad like we do. Yeah. And that is the change, isn't it? I mean, with the podcast, is it, this is another yeah, thing, it's isn't it? Isn't you it? know, it's, it's, you're right about it, it's like gives, gives someone the feels. You know, I've been, not been to, I've missed Gillingham, for example, I saw some videos of what was going on the ground, and, it, you know, you kind of, you know, you're not as detached from it as you might have been, no. especially with, you know, live updates and the more you know even you know looking at i follow if you're abroad things like that you know you can watch games abroad now i think the whole thing's changed so much and yeah i think it's i, I don't know is it a more enjoyable time or is it a more stressful time i don't know <laughs> it's, it's, it's just different it's, in, it's intense isn't it it's a lot more intense yeah. and i think that's probably one thing that you, you probably yeah if you're a fan you know growing up in the or um you know watching your football you know through the 80s 70s and stuff you probably yeah never were as close you know you, you see alex rodman joking with lewis cox about you know what name yeah. you give him? Like you know, was he a wing wizard and all these kind of things and stuff? And yeah, you get <laughs> such more insight, don't you? And it's and it's intense. There's always something coming out. There's articles and all sorts, especially with shoes. We're doing so well now. You know, we're in all the newspapers. There was a Guardian article today. Um, yeah, loads of stuff. Yeah, I think that's what's worth mentioning now because it's more apparent maybe at the moment. I think, and it, it does feel like you're right. Intense is the word. Is that there's so much content around for you to take from Shrewsbury Town and not just rely on the Shrewsbury Town website and you know you, you still read the stories and see what's coming through the news but yeah it's, it's a good it's good I think it's, it's a good time to be a Shrewsbury Town fan I think all of that adds to yeah. it because you know we've, we've said before Ollie we think we're just a couple of internet geeks we've been called before but you know that's it's not that's what the modern life is like you can't just pretend it doesn't happen because it, no. it exists so there you go. It's good that the three-match word report gets some so many comments because I think it just kind of proves that people want to say something about the club. They want to give you that immediate feedback. Yeah. And yeah, it's not quite so good when it's going bad. You look at bloody... I was on Twitter last night looking at Liverpool fans and I was thinking, 
What are you on about? You've absolutely uh, no idea, how good. You've still got it. It's I, was, I was driving to London on Saturday night, and you had a Swansea fan saying that Paul Clement should be sacked, a West Ham fan <laughs> saying, "Who, who dare the presenter on six 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 say that we shouldn't shouldn't leave early?" And it's just like, you guys need to get a grip. But anyway, <laughs> there we go. We've been sidetracked. Yeah, but I thought it was an interesting discussion. Hearst's so, um, um, comments. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, do you want to go through those, Glenn? Oh, I didn't listen to her, Steve, so it's probably best you go through it because I, I so, didn't yeah, so to He said it was a good second half. And this was actually quite interesting. He was quite bullish in this. You know, before he's been very conservative, you know, we've done all right and, you know, we're just trying yeah. to stay up. He was a lot more bullish in this um, in this, um, this, this interview. She was saying it was a good second half, uh, first not so as good. He can see why Scunny don't concede many goals. Um, it was nice to win by two goals for a change. He had quite a cheeky smile on his face. And he said, we were the better team. You know, he's, he hasn't said that so much this season. He hasn't said, you know, that that strongly. You know, his thoughts of that. So he's almost starting to, you know, change what he says in front of the media. And an interesting one as well. He said, the lads listen to the details. So clearly him and Doigie give the players a lot of, you know, insight and prep. And he said that that worked today. Um, so it's on yeah. Saturday. So yeah, that was good. That was interesting to interesting to to hear. He was a busy boy this week, wasn't he? Because he also did a live interview with Mark yeah. Chapman on yeah, Live Live. Really the first good. question, the first question was, "Are you the real deal?" And he <laughs> said, "Nah." <laughs> like <laughs> but we're enjoying the ride, and I thought, fair enough. He was really good in that interview. He was very, very good yeah. in that interview. He is good. He's very media savvy. We talked about yeah. this right at the start of the podcast when we did it this season. But he he's got a, a sort degree, of degree, hasn't he, hasn't he in, in media? Stuff I can't remember what it was now, in media or whatever it is. So yeah, he, he's obviously really good at that sort of thing. So I thought he was—he's he's equal parts funny, but also bang on the money when he talks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's obviously a good interview. So um, I, I was just going to say we'll do our predictions now, Holly, for the next game, and then we'll have a quick chat about the ten. You know, we've done ten games. We said we'd yeah. have a bit of a quick summary about how the season's gone. But yeah, we'll just do predictions because we have a nice trip to our yeah. neighbours um, of the caravans, Warsaw, on a Saturday, um, where I should imagine we'll be taking a small army of uh, Salopians because it is a good time to go and watch the town away. So, yeah, it's also one of those places we never win. Yeah, it was a big game last time, wasn't it? Because it was the game where McGiven, where Danny Coyne was the manager. Oh. McGiven got sent off. Mm. So it was not a good that was not a good trip last year. Was that away or home? I can't remember now. Yeah, it was away, wasn't way. it? Yeah, yeah. they go. Yeah, that during that bad manager, run when that's when was... you were getting really irate that we haven't got a manager yet. Yes, that's true, I remember yeah. now. Yeah. I went with my dad, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I was trying to remember, <laughs> have to try and piece these things back together. I've been trying to slowly erase the memories of last season, although you know, you don't no one really wants to keep no. those games. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't was a big game, wasn't it? And we were getting agitated. But we go there in so much finer fettle this season and, and looking to, to actually put away another team we've got a bad record against like Gunthorpe so um, as I said to AD just before there's absolutely no reason why we can't go there and, and look to at least win yeah. the game and, and they're in a bit of they bad are. form at the moment so, so we're just saying who they're, what their results are at the moment yeah, so, they, um, so the last three games they lost away to Oxford 2-1 sorry they won away to Oxford 2-1 they drew with Wals- um, with Charlton so Walsall drew a chart on two all, and they lost to Wigan two 0 So they've had some tough games, um, but yeah, yeah they're sixteenth in the league with thirteen points. So they get less than half the points that we have. Yeah, I, I say, I, you know, it, the only fear is fear itself again with Walsall yeah. of the of the record we've got there, and I doubt any of our players are really aware of that. It's just the fans, isn't it? So I'm going to go for us to win two one because we generally is one or two goals in it. So yeah, I'll go for us to win two one. Do you want to go next aid? What's what's your prediction? Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to think. Was the last time we won there ninety three four? Oh Christ, we were no, ten, <laughs> and then about twelve. Yeah, I was gonna... right because I was 13, yeah. Brian Croft did Brian or did Spink score? So somebody will obviously correct us on that. Yeah, and I think I had I had the correct score, and I think I won ten or something stupid. What a memory! Um, yeah, but if that's the last time we won there, 
then I think it is about time we went there. So obviously, I'm going to go for us to win 8-0 and town <laughs> will have a 102-point lead. No, I think... It, I've written that down now, 8-0. Eight, eight yeah, right. It <laughs> could, I think it's going to be 2-0. 2-0 Shrewsbury. Sweet. Okay. I'm going to go for 2-1 as well. Um, they're a good they're a good team going forward, Warsaw. They do score goals. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's going to be a... Um, is the, sorry, is this weekend the international break weekend? It is, Ooh, yes. actually, because yep. they've got... They've... Oh, he's fact- you're factoring Henderson well, in a way I'm, No, I'm not factoring it. I'm not fa- I've got faith in um, in um, McGlivery coming in. I would say that Warsaw have got a lot of players um, you know, on international duty. Roberts won't be playing as well. So, so yeah, we're yeah, def- I think we're definitely going to win. And Oh, I don't know. I might go for um, 2-0 as well. I'm going to go for 2-0 as well. <laughs> so I'll stick with 8-0. Yeah, so Aid went 8-0. I'll stick with 8 I went 2-0. All right. Aid went 2-1. So you're yeah, the negative one, Blue. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have ever predicted a series of Aid, Aid, you've got to put like a 50p bet on now, 8-0, even if just a quid. Yeah, I might have to <laughs> do for charity or something. Yeah. As, as my brother said last week on the podcast, if, if, if that happens, I'm never going to watch football again. I'll rip the season ticket up and never go back. There we go. So there we go. We're going to win again at Walsall. So we're, we'll probably be, what, five or five, six points clearer then by the end of next Saturday. So that'll be fantastic, won't it? So we'll be in 30 points. So even if we draw, we'll have 30 points. That's 12 games. That's mad. 30 That points. is mad, isn't it? <laughs> 29 is bad enough, isn't it? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So I think that... Yeah, I think that brings us really, Ollie, to just a quick chat now, really, because we said every 10 games it's worth. And we, at the very start of the season, Aid, we always said we won't look at the table. We don't look at the results until 10 games in. And 10 Mark games Kelly in. was quite insistent, wasn't he, on that on Twitter? He was. Yeah, he was very insistent. But it's 10 games in now, and it's still just going as well. So I, we've, we've, we've talked a lot, really. It's probably worth you know just having your thoughts, really, Aid, about the start of the season. And we, we briefly mentioned it today. But, I mean, let's start with the obvious question. You, you wouldn't have expected this at the start of the season, would you? No, but what I would say is that I thought we'd probably be higher mid-table. Okay. I thought the season felt like it was going to be special, but not this special. No. Um, you know, I always go on a sort of measure of if you get about 18 points from 10 games and you keep doing that, you're going to be in a really good chance after about 40. Yeah. You know, you'll be on about the 70, 70.2 mark, yeah, yeah. 72 point mark. So, you know... 26 after 10. I mean, what on earth? Um, so, we, you know, if we can keep that sort of winning six games out of 10, then we'll win the we're league. going to be within the shades. Well, we, yeah, potentially. <laughs> well, you would. Yeah. If you we win, would win if the we league. If you win four to five, if you win to four to five, you're in the playoff zone. If you win less than four, then, you know, you're mid table going down, aren't you, type thing. So, that's all realistically, you look at this, we've got to do. What is it? Why are we so good right now? Because we are so good right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's clicked, isn't it? He's he's a good manager. He's got a team that's working hard. He's playing high tempo football. Now the challenge is keeping that up. Tired. It is going to be hard if we get injuries. Have we got the squad that's big enough? We certainly got the quality in yeah. the squad. But if we do get some injuries, we do lose key players. That's when the Wiggins and the Blackburns might catch us up. But who's to say? And, yeah. and I think that's where we are. And the start it? also buffers us against that a little bit. You know, you've you've got three or four games in your pocket against some of the teams that you might expect us to be up there, and that might go on good runs when we're having a blip. But we can have that blip and still kind of stay at the same level as them by the time we hopefully recover from it. So you've kind of you've kind of cushioned ourselves, and, and as we keep saying, it's almost like 
we, we, well, we've said this before and I still think it's true is that we are top of the league and we play without pressure mm. because essentially we're still a small club in this division technically compared to some of the bigger teams who should be in the top five or six if we were mid-table there'd be more pressure I think because we'd be expecting to stay there but you know I honestly feel like we're playing without pressure as a team yeah. they don't seem to play with pressure as fans we're not feeling worried about if we ended up drawing against Blackburn or not it was you came out with a smile on your face still so I think it's almost immune us from, from the way that big clubs can sometimes choke a little bit and yeah, yeah maybe we'll have a blip but you know, I, I, it doesn't yeah, matter, I, does it? And that's, it doesn't matter, and that's what makes it so much fun. Is you know, we did not expect. You know, um, I remember my mid-season. I said, I said we finished twelfth, but you know, there's something about, like Aid said, there's something about this team. There was the the way that we played so well in pre-season gave us some kind of, you know, something to be excited about. And yeah, I um, yeah. I'm really pleased that I put that bet on for <laughs> forty quid. Oh, well, yeah, forty so. quid for Town get promoted at forty at thirty-three to one, though. Actually, Ooh. a funny thing is, I'm getting married next year on the 27th of May, which is the um, playoff final. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I've already said I don't want to come to your wedding, Ollie. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to invite me. Probably not. I wouldn't if I were you. But oh, I'll be busy that, that, that You know what's going to happen. I was happen chatting then, to my missus. Um, so I was in a hotel in London. That's why I couldn't go to the Doncaster game. Otherwise, I would have gone. So I was chatting to her and because she sent me this message in the night. She, she was, she's a teacher, so she was working really late. And I saw it in the morning and I was like... Oh, God. To be honest with you, Ollie, that, that screws us even more if you think about it because if we do get to play our final and you jinxed us, we never win at Wembley anyway, yeah. so you've ruined the entire season. <laughs> but, and then I said to her, could I have a big screen? And within matter of <laughs> nanoseconds, she told me to um, get stuff, basically, but in a much more direct oh, way. Oh, I, <laughs> Ollie, you're not going to need no. it, mate. It'll all be Automatic. done and dusted yeah. before then. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever way. £1,400 better off. You can get a bloody projector <laughs> with a massive movie screen, let alone a big TV, mate. There you go. Uh, it'll be it'll be good. Anyway, it, yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, there's a long way to go. But I think the second question, and before we wrap this up, is so, yeah, we might not have expected it to be this good. But, you know, some some of us thought we were going to do well this season, as you just said there, Aid. And now it means you have to slightly rethink your expectations for this season. So, where are you at now with what your expectations are is for us? You know, some people are saying, I don't care. I think it's all about just safety or now I think we're never going to have a better position to push on yeah what, what are you, where are you sitting again thinking about this driving today to work driving back I'll be honest I really don't know I think top 10 is is a serious possibility now I think above that's a serious possibility yeah but maybe let's look at the next nine Block. games yeah see where we are at 20 because I think coming then into the January transfer window, a couple of things could happen. Mm. Do we then go and, and strengthen? Could we lose a couple? Mm. Um, we definitely lose. I think that's the big test, isn't it, Aid? When we lose a couple of games, that is going to be the test. Everyone's going to be looking at us, going, you know, Salop haven't lost yet. How are the players going to perform? How is the manager going to react? And I've got faith in the team, but it's going to be interesting, isn't it, how we react at that point? Yeah, and I think the fans as well. Because, you know, I disagree a little bit with Glenn. I remember coming out of the Blackburn game feeling quite disappointed. Yeah, I was disappointed as and then well. And we all went back to the Prince, and it was like, then we all sort of, yeah, got back on it then. Yeah, but I mean, that, it was that's a the expectation. But do you think that, you know, I mean, I know we're all talking silly, and I'm like, I'm, we're, we're, there's no way we're going to win 8 0 at Warsaw, and we'll probably be lucky <laughs> to win two, no, yes, no record. Yes. And Warsaw fans, please don't take that the wrong way. But. <laughs> You look at this in all seriousness. I think Tame fans have got their feet on the ground. Tame fans aren't shouting from the river. We're, we're just going around with a broad smile on our face going, God, how much are we enjoying this? Yep. Let's just really hope that it continues. But there is a potential for this team 
to do something. Yeah. And we're saying this seven, eight games out, not just 11, 12. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Let's go along for the ride. Yeah. This is going to be brilliant, hopefully. I think the th- one last thing to talk about right before we wrap this up tonight, Ollie, is, is yeah. the fans. Because it doesn't matter what happens now. I think that even if you go on a bad run or a blip, there's absolutely no way our fan base are going to turn on this team this season. You know, it, it's it's the positivity's there to be held on to. And, you know, we want to ride this roller coaster and it might be an up, it might be a down. But the team are with the fans are with this team because they see commitment, skill, and and they see good football. And you know it doesn't matter if you lose a couple of games if they're still putting the commitment and the skill in, and they might not have the good football every now and again. That's enough for town fans. We're an easy fan base. We've always said that. You know, there's absolutely no way that they're going to get handed off the pitch for a couple of bad performances. Like, you know, you looked at some of the Blackburn and Wigan reactions to some of their poor results recently. It's been really difficult for them to deal with it. So again, it's that no lack of pressure that they're not going to get any pressure off us. I don't think so. Yeah, I I think. You know, that's I, I, I've not asked you this, Ollie. What's your expectation now? I think, I think from what we've seen, I think you know, um, playoffs. You'd expect to be around the playoff area, <laughs> but you just don't know. It's such a long season. You know, you have, I don't know, yeah, uh, Man yeah. United do something crazy and call Dean Henderson back. Um, you know, Toto gets injured yeah. and Brown gets injured. You have a couple of injuries and a couple of bad results. And then, yeah, your whole season can have, you know, spanner in the work. So, you know, you looked at other teams last season. It did happen to Berry and all these kind of things. But, yeah, Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe were um, six in front after 15, weren't they? Yeah, let's just enjoy the... And I think that's the thing, isn't it? So let's, yeah, going back to the fans, Glenn, we were singing the town are staying up again. Know, almost taking the mick yeah. out of the opposition, but just enjoying ourselves, yeah. and you could feel the, you know, the, the fun in the in the stands when we're all chanting. But that's why it's worth this chat now, because you know we might not get to talk like this many no. times in our town supporting career. You know, to be top of this league and t- thinking about good things. So I think it was it was nice to get someone else if you want, yeah, wasn't definitely. it, um, Ollie? And and also, yeah, ten games. We're up to twelve, obviously now, aren't we? On Saturday, but um, yeah, I think it's a nice nice place to end it. Really, let's look forward to the next block, as Aidy says, and see where we are at twenty games and. Then everyone go completely and utterly insane. Then remember, <laughs> twelve points clear. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I will just say thanks to AD for joining us this week. It was nice to have another another voice on. No problem. Glad to get you back, and yeah, hopefully maybe get you back on before the end of the season again. Um, and yeah, anything else? No, on? no, thanks for yeah, thanks for joining us, Aid. Yeah, um, it's good having you on, and yeah, I'll have to get a few more guests on, Glenn. It's good having some guests on, isn't it, to get different views on things as well. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no it's good. I think it's yeah. Cheers, Aid. I think it's good because obviously it's just getting so samey talking about <laughs> all the time. That, you know. <laughs> Need to mix it up a bit, don't we? So, um, yes. So, cheers for listening, guys. Good good long episode now because this was our sort of 10-game review and um, we should be back next Sunday, hopefully, rather than Monday. So, yeah. Cheers and thanks for listening. Oh!